You're listening to the Real Time Truth Podcast with D. Kevin Brown, pastor of Mount Pleasant Baptist Church in Wilkesboro, North Carolina. To learn more about our church, visit us online at mpbc.church. We hope you're equipped today to live out the truth of God's Word every day. Today on this episode of Real Time Truth, we're going to talk about difficult things. I want you to think about, has there been a time in your past you've been tremendously hurt? Has there been someone who's done something to you that's unspeakable? So what are you doing with that? Are you holding on to it or will you let it go? Today on Real Time Truth, we're going to talk about forgiveness. Join us. Welcome to another episode of Real Time Truth, where we engage with issues in your home, church, community, and culture through the truth of God's Word. I'm Matthew McNeil. And I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. And today, we are talking about a, a subject that is, it's a hard subject, yeah. and that's the subject of forgiveness. Yeah. You know, forgiveness is something, we're either going to be a forgiving person or a bitter person, mm -hmm. it's been said. And forgiveness is not easy, because when you choose to forgive, you choose to, well, let it go. <laughs> and that's not easy. No, and I mean, otherwise, we wouldn't be having messages on things like this. There yeah. wouldn't be books written about it. You, don't, you never hear someone say, you should really hold on to that. You should not forgive that person. No, you're always being told to do what? Forgive. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about some myths here in just a little bit as far as why people don't. But before we get to that, just so we can kind of get our heads around, because there's a lot of misconceptions around what does forgiveness actually require? What is it? Yeah. So you've got a definition for us. It's what we're going to yeah. kind of work from. Yeah, I, I've been teaching and pastoring now for almost 15 years. And in uh, counseling sessions, in just what I call parking lot talk, mm -hmm. just talking to folks, so often this issue is an underlying issue that comes up mm -hmm. and or it bubbles up. Yeah. to the surface. So I came up with this definition. It's not a great definition, but it's mine. So here it is. Forgiveness, the intentional and voluntary process by which a victim, because we feel like a victim, undergoes a change in feelings and attitude regarding an offense where the victim, here it is, lets go of negative emotions such as vengefulness, with an increased ability, note this, an increased ability to wish the offender well. That's a mouthful, but that is forgiveness. Coming to a place in our lives, no matter what the circumstance is, and there's a wide gamut, there's forgiving somebody that stole your parking space at Walmart to forgiving someone who raped you as a child. I mean, this is such a broad range, and so we don't we don't uh, diminish in 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 describing forgiveness to that person who's been hurt in such an unbelievable way, victimized in such mm -hmm. an unbelievable way. We don't want to minimize that in any way, but forgiveness is forgiveness, and forgiveness is at the heart of the gospel message. And no matter what has happened to you, you have to get to that place. Mm -hmm. Because in the end, forgiveness, 
and bounce this back back at me, but forgiveness is honestly more for the forgiver mm-hmm. than it is for the one that they're forgiving. Yeah, oftentimes when we forgive someone, we think that we're actually opening the cell door and setting that person free. And what we find out is when we actually choose to forgive, when the cell door opens, I'm the one walking out. That's right. Forgiveness is, <laughs> when we choose, I'll put it this way. Matthew, when we choose not to forgive, it's like drinking poison and hope the other person dies. Mm-hmm. It's ludicrous. For Unforgiveness is like throwing a boomerang. Who does it hit? It comes back and it hits me. It hits you. It hits us. And that's what's so unfair about it. Because when we've been hurt, when we've been mistreated, when we've been used or abused or maligned, we in our human emotion, we want that other person to feel what we feel and to feel that pain. And that's the humanness of feeling bitter. And yet that bitterness will absolutely, like battery acid eating away human skin, it'll eat you to the core of your soul. And a bitter person is miserable. A bitter person seems to always fall back into that rut, Mm -hmm. back into that place. You talk to a person who's bitter, and invariably that situation or circumstance that happened maybe way back when, years ago, they bring it up. Mm -hmm. And if you're around them much, let's say it's somebody you just met. You've been around them maybe a week or two, and you find that that story keeps getting brought up. And so I'm telling you today, and I say this by way of experience, and I'll share a personal experience in a moment. If you've got a story that you just keep re-rehearsing and retelling over and over again, might I say in love to you today, you've probably not forgiven. Mm. That's a hard thing, but it's the truth. Well, when we get so attached to those feelings and thoughts that we have toward the person Mm -hmm. who has hurt us and... I think that that's why so often that phrase of the whole letting it go, we want, we just don't feel like that person deserves it. Mm-hmm. And so we hold on to it because we think, well, if I, let, if I let go of that offense, then that means that the thoughts that I'm having toward that person and the, the, just the ill intention that I have toward that person, I'm having to give that up whenever those things that I kind of wish was happening to them, mm-hmm. I shouldn't be. Yeah. And this is part of the definition that I wrote about forgiveness. It's getting to the place that we have an increased ability to wish that person actually well. And you go, that's impossible if somebody has done something abysmally horrific to someone. Mm -hmm. And and I get that. And and, and let me, let's do two things, I think, with with the time that we have today. The first thing is I want to provide a biblical perspective because this is real-time truth, and the truth is the Word of God. It's a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. So let's shine the Word of God on the subject of forgiveness. But then the second thing is let's bring practical application to it, and and I'm going to try to do that by way of a couple of examples. So let's shine the light of the Word of God on it. Using the example of a man named Joseph. Now, this isn't Joseph, the the husband of Mary, the earthly father of Christ. This is Joseph. This is Old Testament Joseph. Mm -hmm. This is the kid that had the coat of many colors. This is the kid that the brothers got jealous of him because Jacob was showing favoritism, the dad, to Joseph. 
Joseph maybe didn't handle it well, but be that as it may, they try to show that he's died and they sell him off to a bunch of gypsies and they haul him off to Egypt. Joseph is then thrown into prison at no fault of his own and then rises at the hand of God's sovereignty to power, second in command in the known world to mm -hmm. the Egyptian Pharaoh. There's a famine in the land and guess who shows up <laughs> on his doorstep? His brothers. Mm. And Joseph has the opportunity to get them back. It's been 13 years. The Bible records in, in Genesis 45 through Genesis 50 that Joseph was sold into slavery when he was 17 and he was made second in command of the Pharaoh when he was 30. Mm. His brothers show up, there's no food, their families are starving back in Israel, they've come to Egypt for grain. And Joseph has his opportunity. They don't recognize Joseph. Mm -hmm. He's an Egyptian, shaved head, much like me, the Egyptian garb, hadn't seen him in 13 years. He goes from being a, a boy, in essence, to a man. Mm -hmm. And here, here are these myths. We say, well, how do I forgive somebody? Because I can't forget. Joseph didn't forget. When he saw his brothers, he actually eventually revealed himself to them and reminded them of what they had done. Yep. That's actually a good thing in that the brothers heard and understood, okay, he knows what we've done to him, and yet he's not asking people to come in and take our heads off. Well, and that's something else as well. Remembering something is not the same as holding on to something right. either. Yeah. And there's a, there's a lot of misconception there as well. Mm -hmm. Forgiven, forgiveness doesn't equal forgetting yeah. But remembering something that happened to you doesn't equal holding on to it either. There is a moving past that we're talking about here. And that's what jo Joseph was doing in that instance. Yeah. He was showing them, you guys remember, I'm not bringing this up and I'm not getting historical with you, as some people would say, but I am saying this happened. Yeah. But. Yeah. You know, how many times have we heard it said and how many times perhaps have we even said it? Well, bless God, I'll forgive him, but I sure ain't going to forget it. Well, here's the thing. When you start forgetting stuff, you've got a problem in your brain. You're either getting Alzheimer's or dementia, okay? So we're not going to forget as human beings. Okay, so let, you've, we've just established that. Joseph didn't forget. It's a myth that you have to forget in order to forgive. Right. You're going to remember it. But what do you choose to do with it? That's moving past it. Mm -hmm. Here's two other myths. Another myth is that they've got to be sorry for it. Joseph forgave his brothers before they even knew who he was, and so they, they showed no remorse whatsoever. Third thing is, is that, that they had to ask for forgiveness. That's a myth. They have to, somebody has to ask for us to forgive them before we can forget, forgive. That's a myth. Yeah, what happens if the person that you're upset with has already passed away or something, and you're still holding bitterness? You're not going to get that, you know, will you forgive me, out next to their tombstone somewhere. That's exactly right. Dr. Charles Stanley years ago shared a story about so much of his early life into his teen years, he was very upset with his father who left him and his mom when he was a boy. He never even met his dad. And he came to a place that one day that he realized that this situation with his dad, this bitterness and unforgiveness, he was going to have to do something about it. You know what he did? He pulled out two chairs. He got in a chair. And he imagined his dad sitting across from him in the other chair. And he talked to his dad as if he were there. And he said, Dad, I don't hold this against you anymore. I release this. I forgive you. Mm -hmm. 
Joseph chose to forgive his brothers, I believe, before they ever even showed up. Mm -hmm. He had made peace with his brothers well before they showed up when he was 30 years of age because this was not holding him back. No, he was eager to help them. Definitely. Joseph is the biblical example. You say, well, you know, I'm glad that Joseph could forgive his brothers for perpetrating and, you know, lying to the dad that he's dead and selling him off. But, Pastor Kevin, you don't know what's happened to me. Mm. You don't know what my uncle did to me when I was five years old. You don't, you don't know what this person said about me, my family, what, what happened by way of that drunk driver that killed my loved one. And I'm, you're right, I don't. But that does not change the whole concept of forgiveness. Forgiveness is not something that we do based on a particular circumstance. There's not an, I get to opt out of forgiveness because of how bad my circumstance is. Jesus Christ is hanging on the cross. They're killing him. And he said what? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And so often the people that have hurt us in our lives, they don't know what they're doing. But even if they did know what they're doing, forgiveness is something that we're told to do. You know, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount that if we will not forgive those who have hurt us, that our Father in heaven cannot forgive us. That's Matthew 6.15. The Bible is clear on this. Mm -hmm. Forgiveness is something that as a believer, let's say that you're watching this as a Christian, that is part and parcel with being a believer. Forgiveness is the essence and kernel of the gospel. Jesus Christ forgave us while we were still sinners, and yet he still died for us. So forgiveness is the essence of the gospel. I know there are those who are watching this or listening to this, and they go, yeah, you know, but all this still sounds pretty hollow to me because of what happened to me. And this is the story that I want to tell and I grappled with this, and Matthew and I, we talked about this, and I even asked Matthew, I said, should I share this? Because it's a tough one. I'm going to share it. Um, you really see what Christianity is when you go to another country. Um, in America, we have this American Christianity that's, uh, to be blunt, it's pretty soft. It lacks urgency. It really does. In Ethiopia several years ago, um, I encountered two men um, who offered forgiveness in ways that are almost unbelievable. One man was a man named O'Shea. He was a pastor in a southern town of Ethiopia called Soyama. It's near the Kenyan border. And he had a man who was a Muslim in the community who hated him, and he began running over his oxen. Well, for O'Shea, as a bivocational pastor, he made his living by way of plowing his fields for corn, maize as they call it. Well, this didn't seem to deter O'Shea from sharing the gospel in the community, which made the Muslim leader very upset. And so one day, the guy decided, the Muslim leader, he was going to take matters even further into his hands, and he ran over his daughter and killed her. Now what does O'Shea do? O'Shea, by the power of the Holy Spirit, chose to forgive the man and began to say this publicly. The man came to him and said, Why do you not hate me? 
Why? How can you possibly offer forgiveness to me? I ran over and killed your daughter. And O'Shea said, because Jesus forgave me. And he loves me. And I want you to know Jesus. He said, I will see my daughter again. I will see her in heaven. But I want you to go to heaven. Mm. The man was so captivated by O'Shea's love. He, said, he didn't know what to do with O'Shea's love. That's the thing about it, Christian. When we show love to people, when they're expecting us to hate them, they don't know what to do with it. Mm -mm. It's a God thing. It's a spiritual thing. And so this man literally fell to his knees and said, I want what you have. And O'Shea led this man to Christ. This is crazy. In that town, in that, that area called Soyama, 400 plus people came to Christ because of the death of O'Shea's eight-year-old daughter. Mm. It's unbelievable. Another place, we go to an area called Alaba Calito. And in Alaba, there was a man whose daughter was beheaded by a Muslim tribal leader. Same situation, a very similar situation, in that the man chose to forgive the murderer of his daughter. And this was in a small village um, just outside of Alabacolito. And there literally was revival that came by the death of that daughter. Same situation as was in southern Ethiopia. What am I saying? I'm saying that love wins. Always. Forgiveness wins. Always, always, always. And so whatever it is, listen, whatever you're holding on to today, whatever it is that was so traumatic, yes, that person does not deserve to be forgiven. Yes, what they did to you was horrible and tragic. But holding on to that is eating you up. And yet the Bible is clear. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.32, that we must be kind-hearted and loving to one another and forgiving others just as Christ forgave us. Will we? Can we? I had a coach back in college. I had spent my whole life working toward a basketball career. Got a basketball scholarship, go to college, and it didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. And primarily that was because of the coach. And I'm not going to go into all the details because it doesn't matter. But I left the college because of the coach. Everything that I had worked for for 18 years, I felt went down the drain. And I held on to that. I held that grudge in my spirit for months. The end of my freshman year, my family went to um, on vacation to the beach, and I'm sitting in a condominium at North Myrtle Beach in Cherry Grove, and I'm watching the Atlanta Braves and the Los Angeles Dodgers play a late game out in LA. And the Holy Spirit brought to my mind, Kevin, if you do not let this go, you are going to struggle in your Christian walk with me because you're, you're holding on to this. And I did the Charles Stanley. I, it was brought to my mind about Charles Stanley forgiving his dad. And I didn't even want to, Matthew. And I said, Lord, I, this guy doesn't deserve to be forgiven. 
He hasn't asked for forgiveness. He's not sorry. But I knew that it was time. I went into the little kitchenette area. I pulled out two chairs. And literally in the almost the dark, the only thing on in the whole room was in the TV area. And I sat my coach in that chair across from me. And I told him, Coach, you don't know anything about this. You don't even know what you've done to me. But you know what? I let it go. And I no longer hold this against you. And I'm going to tell you something. There was a, a freedom in my spirit that I hadn't known for months that just swept across my entire being. I wept. I know if somebody had looked at me, if they could have shined a camera inside of that kitchen area and seen me sitting in front of an empty chair weeping with my head in my hands, they'd say, he has lost it. I did. I did lose it. The bitterness mm -hmm. and the pain and the hurt, and I let it go. I don't know who is out there watching this necessarily or listening to this, but I want to encourage you. You may be at a place in your life right now and you say, you know what, Kevin, I'm glad you were able to do that and I'm glad about those guys in Africa, but I'm just not there. You know what, thank you for your honesty. But would you be willing to do this? Would you be willing to say, would you be willing to look to heaven and say, God, would you even just place in me the desire to forgive? I know I need to because this has been eating me up maybe for years. Maybe this is the thing that keeps holding you back. Maybe it's the thing that you keep using as an excuse in your life. Some, some daddy wound or, or some hurt in your past that's crippling you and that's keeping you from the best that God would have for you in your life. Would you let it go? Would you be willing to forgive? I know they're not sorry. Maybe they don't even know about it. I had a lady tell me one time, she said, she was telling me she, she, she had a, what I call a daddy wound, and she goes, well, I tell, I, I, my dad's birthday's next week, and I'm not going to send him a birthday card. And I said, he's probably not expecting one. You haven't talked to him in years. So, so okay, you're not going to send him a birthday card. Why? She said, because I want him to feel what I feel. You want to get back at him. So we had this little conversation. She goes, yeah, you're right. He probably hadn't thought about me in years. And it's the truth. So often we think that people are thinking about us and they're trying to get back at us. And, and, and they, 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 most, pe most of the time people aren't thinking about us. Mm -hmm. They're not. But we can become so absolutely, I don't, I don't even know what the word is, just... just um, consumed. Yes, consumed by this other person. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's all we can think about. And they come to our mind over and over and over again. And that is so debilitating. So my encouragement, our encouragement today on this, this podcast, it's been kind of heavy, is for you to think about this. Am I holding on to something in my life that I need to let go of? Something that is going to require me to do something that's beyond my ability? because it will be beyond your ability. Look, you cannot will yourself to do this. No. This is something that will be driven by God who will give you the ability to do this. You, you say, how do I do this? It'll be by the grace of God. That's it. It's by the grace of God. Grace 
that was extended to us by the Lord Jesus Christ. We didn't deserve it. I didn't deserve the grace of Jesus. He died for me anyway. On the cross, when he said, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they're doing, he's actually, he was actually talking about me. He's talking about you, Matthew. He's mm -hmm. talking about you, the listener, those who are watching. He was talking about us, and he forgave us anyway. And that love and that mercy is so powerful and so captivating that it can lead a man like Joseph to look at his brothers and say, boys, this is Genesis 50-20. This is the old country way of uh, paraphrasing Genesis 50-20. Boys, what you meant for harm, what, Matthew? God meant it for good. God meant it for good. The things that come in our lives that God might allow in our lives, we look at God and go, why? Why would you allow that horrific thing to happen to me? Look, there are some things we're not going to know till we get to heaven. Mm -mm. But I do know this. God is sovereign, and he is in control. And that which he allows, he has a plan for it. And he's good. Yes. You, you, hear, you might hear those words and think, God purposely let whatever mm -hmm. happened to me because that was part of his plan? Don't, don't hear that. Okay, this world is broken. Yes. Okay, sin in the garden blew up this world, and it's been messed up ever since. The amazing thing is not that God allows things in our lives. The amazing thing is that God takes the horrible things of this sin-broken world, and He can even make those things come out to be good in the end. Amen. Well said. And it's the truth. What is meant for harm by Satan and the hordes of his demonic hosts, God can use for good. And that's it. The world wants to destroy you. And I'm not talking about the people in this world. I'm talking about the devil and, the, and the his minions mm -hmm. that oversee this world. They want to destroy. And God says, I'm going to take their attacks on you, and I'm going to make it for your good. Amen. Forgiveness. Uh, my prayer is that um, you'll choose to forgive. If, um, if we can help you, um, we're here for you. Mm. Um, just contact us, and um, I've got uh, um, information I can send to you. There's um, different um, articles and, and, and books and so forth, but um, I hope that today, uh, even in the heaviness of this particular podcast, you have experienced the presence of God's grace yes. and that he might encourage your heart today to let it go, and to walk out of that jail cell and be free. Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. Well, to lighten things up just a little bit, um, Kevin, I've been looking at my weather app on my phone, <laughs> and it's saying that there are some cooler temperatures coming, and I need you. <laughs> I need yeah. you to tell mm. me that this is going to last. Okay? It's October. Yeah. I'm supposed to have flannel on yeah. right now. Yeah. Well, we've, had, we've experienced a little bit cooler temperatures over the weekend. That felt good, and we will this week. But I think October's going to be warmer than normal, and I hate to tell you, brother, but I think uh, it's going to be November before we see the cooler temperatures. And, uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that uh, just kind of takes it as it comes. And so, you know, come mid-January, we will look forward to days in the 80s. So uh, just uh, enjoy the journey. <laughs> And uh, keep, uh, keep smiling and keep the short sleeves out for a little while. 
You are, <laughs> you are literally killing me. Well, this has been another episode of Real Time Truth. Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope that you received a blessing today. I'm Matthew McNeil. And I'm Pastor Kevin Brown. Thanks for watching and listening. Take care. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Find us at mpbc.church and on Facebook at facebook.com mpbcnc. We hope you'll join us again next week for another episode of Real Time Truth.